Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here. Awesome to have you with us. We have an episode with two guests today. I'm going to introduce them one at a time. Firstly, from Alfresco, I wanted to introduce Tony De La Fuente, who's Cloud Architect and Lead of Security Operations at Alfresco. Welcome, Tony. Uh, thank you, Simon. Good to be here. Good to have you here. And I'm also joined by Santiago Cardenas, who's a partner solution architect at AWS. Welcome, Santiago. Hey, hi, Simon. Thank you for having me here again. Good to have you here again. So, uh, you've come on the show today to talk to us about a bit of a quick start solution. But um, before I ask Tony to kind of dive into some detail on that, Santiago, do you want to maybe give us the, the high-level view of what um, AWS quick starts are? why they exist, and uh, and why Alfresco uh, caught your eye. Yeah, so um, just a, a quick refresher. Yeah, AWS Quick Start, uh, we basically are a, a technical program here at AWS where we create reference deployments for customers. Uh, we work with partners, and we also work with our own solutions architects to build all these different reference deployments that can be used for customers um, in their and all the way to their production environments. Um, the, all of these are open source, um, they're all available on GitHub, and we really want customers to take a look at them, make them their own, customize them, and just grow their infrastructure um, as, as, as they as they see fit. Um, what what I actually I've worked a bit with uh, Tony uh, in the past, and we've actually done a few iterations on this Alfresco Quick Start. And in the last iteration that we did, uh, there were a lot of nice features that came into play. We actually have uh, Amazon Aurora now in the architecture, and with Aurora. Uh, uh, we also have some updates from the Alfresco side with a new product naming and also some enhancements to the auto-scaling. Fantastic. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll dive shortly into some of these uh, architectural elements, but I guess you, you raised a really interesting point for our listeners, which is that the quick starts serve two purposes. Firstly, they, they get you going in an automated way and are sufficient to actually run. So you can, you're kind of good to go with a quick start. However, if you need to tweak it, tune it, modify it for your needs, you can. So it's also the basis of maybe a larger system or a more bespoke system. Is that a fair assessment, would you say, Santiago? Yes, for sure. Um, and, and them being open source also makes it very easy for people to just take the code and run with it. That's true. We can collaborate. So, Tony, um, so firstly, maybe, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very familiar with our fresco, but let's make sure we do the right thing and explain um, – what our Fresco does and what the product is and, and all that good stuff before we get into the detail. Yes, great. Um, yeah, well, our Fresco is an enterprise open source software company. So we have a digital business platform that we use to digitize processes, manage content, and govern security govern information. So we have a, a large base of customers and uh, I always like to to say a good example about what we do to understand actually what our products do. So, for example, think about uh, an insurance company or in the financial sector when you are going to to open a claim. And for example, when you when you file a claim, you have multiple manual processes involved. You have pictures, for example, or documents, etc. All of that content has to be processed somehow and has to be stored and has to be managed in a secure manner. So this is what we do in Alfresco with our content services product and also with with our process services product. So this is more or less what we do as an example, but it depends on many different use cases, of course. 
For sure. And it really falls into that broad category of content management, which really every organization, large and small, has, has to face as a, as both a challenge and an opportunity these days. So uh, it's definitely relevant to a lot of our listeners. Now let's dive into the, the architecture itself, because, um, we do love architecture on this podcast. So Tony, can you talk us through some of the, uh, the high points of, you know, how this is put together? What, what's in the quick start, the design and some of the thought processes you went through? Yeah, so in Alfresco, we, we use a multiple uh, and dif- different AWS services, uh, like EC2 instances, of course, but also ELBs, S3 for the, the shared content store, uh, the RDS service with Aurora, and also MySQL, VPCs, NAT gateways, CloudWatch for auto scaling. So, I mean, a, a, a large group of, of services. And to put all of, all of them to, together, we use the, the CloudFormation. You mentioned auto scaling, and I know that um, with content management, scale is is a big challenge. Um, yes. Should we use that as our, as our first dive in point here? Because I think it's really interesting the way sort of you've thought about it for your architecture. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to yeah to discuss about auto scaling because it, it will depend on the use case. For example, we can have uh, our products for any kind of use case like case management or records management or even collaboration. So every use case may have a different scaling procedures or, or policies. So um, for example, you, you may have may need uh, a large layer of, of index servers, but uh, a small uh, tier of uh, Alfresco servers itself. So the elasticity that we have with the in the cloud in the AWS cloud is is a key point here because we can choose uh, the different for example different instance types depending on the the layer that you that you are setting and also the number of of your auto scaling group which is at the end of the day the the size of your cluster so th- this is very important uh, when you are doing the sizing so which is one of the the you know the the concepts that our customer asks first for sure, and and I guess it's a, it's also a very common situation, particularly if doing sort of process handling, etc. That there's exactly um, human um, beings involved, and in they they tend to be at work during certain parts of the day, but not necessarily all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and when when we are dealing with customer in the you know in the um, traditional way. It was like, okay, tell me what number of servers do we need? And because we have to, to buy them, we have to set them up. And, but now it's like, okay, don't worry. You can deploy it in, in this, in a regular cluster, in a two, uh, two instances cluster per layer. And then you can scale up and scale down if needed. So, uh, it's so flexible and, and, and very convenient for them. Definitely, it makes it much easier. And there's there's a couple of elements also from a, a resilience perspective that I really like. Firstly, you use S3 um, to store data, which is a, a great thing in terms of firstly decoupling the application, but also putting um, you know, big objects, et cetera, in the right place. But you've also done a lot of work around the, the multi-AZ and the resiliency of the application. Um, can you explain some of the detail there? Yes, one of the, the main points uh, when it comes to, to design an Alfresco platform is is to have a resilient and also high availability of the content. So having, in this particular case, S3, we are sure that we are going to have the content in the same region in multiple uh, availability zones. But also, uh, we wanted to make sure that every uh, node of the cluster was placed in a different availability zone. So using 
the the main uh, the the foundation of the VPC template coming from the quick start template that uh, Santiago has been working on and also the Bastion template, we are sure that we also have instances in, in at least two availability zones, unless we are using, for example, Aurora that is in more than two, which is great. It's one of the, of the advantage of using Aurora. For sure. And that's a, you, you've, you've led me perfectly to the point, next point we, we should definitely talk about, which is, um, you, you worked on a, a change to support Aurora at the back end as the, as the database. Um, I think this is really interesting because, you know, content lives in databases as well as in object stores. So what was that? What was the decision making process around the move to Aurora and how that actually went? Yeah. The, the point was about, uh, scaling and sizing. So we have more and more customers asking for millions of, to store millions of documents and to bulk import also uh, a very large amount of information in our repositories. And the only way to do that is with a very dedicated and, and uh, well-performing um, database. So we have all the, the content in the uh, S3 and everything related to the content like parameters or even permissions, etc., in, in the database. So the, it's, it's key for us to have a, f- a fast and really reliable storage for the content storage and, and database. So we it was very easy for us to move to Aurora because at the end of the day, we could use the same configuration in our application using also the same a JDBC connector, for example, for MySQL. Um, and also, it, it was even better because we, I remember when sometimes we have done um, benchmark, and when you are doing benchmark with MySQL, even the RDS MySQL, you have to, to, to do some tuning in the, in the MySQL information. But in, with Aurora, we didn't have to do, um, Anything, pretty much anything in the configuration because only we had to change some configuration in our Tomcat servers to allow more threads and, and more connections. And that's all. So even in, in the, from the configuration standpoint, it was easier for us to, to move to Aurora. Fantastic. And I guess it's nice when there's sort of minimal code changes. And, and like you say, the only, the only change was basically sending more workload to the database because it could handle it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And also, it's kind of from, nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and also from, from the coding standpoint, uh, from coding cloud formation template was even easier because you don't need to stay to, to specify ability zones or something like that because it's automatically, it's, it's there by default. So it's, it's good. Exactly. It goes across, across, across the whole thing. The only now, point ca- that we had to, to set was the instance types. Of course, you have to, to, to see what's in some sign where you're going to use. And I, and I guess that's the thing is in the quick start, you know, you've, you've got some defaults there that are available for people, but, um, you know, customers can choose whatever makes sense for their particular workload as well, can't they? And um, what about in terms of taking this quick start and then going to production with it as a customer? What are some of the considerations people need to think about when deploying Alfresco on AWS? Yeah. Um, well, to the main premise that we wanted to 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 apply in this template was to have this template and the architecture as a reference, a full reference to, for our customers. And uh, said that, we 
I, I, I like to highlight that we added uh, the best practices designing the VPC, multi-AC, um, public and private subnets, and also the different com the communication between layers is SSL. For example, RDS uh, um, connection is through SSL. Uh, we use also use uh, S3 connection through SSL, S3 server-side encryption, um, everything related to security best, best practices and designing design best practices is in place. Um, but also, um, when it comes to, to go to production, we, we, we like to highlight a few uh, considerations. For example, sizing. Of course, you have to size your infrastructure. And in, in this particular case, the number of nodes, but you can, you can increase it, of course, manually or based on the, on the autoscaling policy. And also the type of the instance. So you have probably, depending on the use case, you will use a different instance type, of course. Also, another consideration is at ELB level, is for example to set the ELB with SSL with H for HTTPS because by default we we don't create any kind of certificate or something like that. So this is something that the customer has to do uh, for themselves, which makes sense because uh, yeah, it's their own certificate, so it should be uh, put in by them. But it sounds like as much as possible out of the box end to end, it's it's got all the uh, the security considerations taken care of, which is. Which is a good thing because we like to def deploy securely by default. Um, so, Tony and, and Santiago, what's what do you see as the future of this quick start? Like, do you have some ideas for the next iteration that we can uh, we can look for in the future? Well, in terms of Alfresco itself, we are uh, currently working for for a new version with uh, that is going to use uh, the newer a newer version of Alfresco Content Services. Also, adding. Um, and new features and also in, with some improvements that we have seen that we could apply. Um, we want to make it uh, easier to customize for our customers because remember, I, I, I didn't say that, but we have also internally a, a Chef. We use Chef code for the configuration of everything inside when, when every instance spin up. So we ah, want so to you're make using it to deploy automatically as well. Yeah, we want to make it easy, uh, that deployment, that kind of configuration easier because also we are using our own public uh, AM, uh, AMI in the marketplace. So okay, so you're using the marketplace AMI that customers can grab. You're using it as part of the quick start. So it's all the same. Exactly, that makes everything easier also for us and for customers. But also in the other side um, for production. A customer may need to use their own AMI. So, because I don't know, for hardening or for compliance, they probably need to use their own operating system with their own uh, configuration. But this is something that we want to make more modularized to, to allow them to use it. Fantastic. And I think it's a great example of, of this sort of quick start being really a, a living document, if you like, where because it's infrastructure as code and deployment as code, it, it evolves and changes as the product changes. So um, 
you sort of don't have to worry about lagging behind. I think, uh, Santiago, did you want to speak maybe briefly about that process that we go through with these kids? Yes. Uh, so, so as uh, Tony mentioned, um, we, we want to continue uh, adding more features uh, to the quick start um, that customers really would like to see. Uh, as part of all these changes that we're making, uh, we also are keeping it up to date. So uh, some of the VPC building blocks and Linux Bastion building blocks get updated over time. And as they get updated, we continuously update um, the, the full Alfresco content services quick start. Um, we will, I would also like to invite, uh, you know, customers and listeners that, uh, would like to see the code and see the internals of it, uh, to actually, uh, go to our GitHub, uh, uh, location where the repository is. Um, I think Simon, you, you will have a link for this available with the podcast. Yep, there'll be um, links in the show notes. And, uh, in this place, you can actually, you know, uh, open up some issues and questions, um, create some pull requests if there's, if there's changes that, that, that you feel, um, will be useful for other, for other people in the community. Uh, we definitely would like to collaborate, you know, with, with everybody out there. Exactly. It's a, it's, it's a two way street. Now, speaking of two way streets, I think Tony, you've got uh, an event coming up. On uh, September twenty second, um, which is a, a global Alfresco hackathon, do you want to maybe talk to us briefly about that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for highlighting that. Yeah, we are having a, a very interesting event in Alfresco, and we we for for our engineers, architects, and and the community, and we uh, we are hosting this uh, virtual global hackathon September twenty second. And all the information is available at community.alfresco.com and is, is, uh, to put together all the community and with, with us and to create new projects. For example, we, we can create new modules to, related to AWS or, or new features and also to fix issues in our products. So it's a, it's a great and interesting event that we want to yeah, invite everyone listening. Yep. It's a great, great, great opportunity to innovate. And I guess if you're a, a, a an Alfresco user at the moment and an AWS user, it's a great opportunity if you think, oh, it'd be good to hook in this particular service to what I'm doing. This would be the place to do it. So I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes. That's uh, September 22nd, 2017, just in case you're listening to this uh, at a different time. Um, so uh, link in the show notes to be able to connect with that as well. Also, if you want to visit the uh, Quick Start page, it's AWS uh, Quick Starts is, is what these are. There are different categories, DevOps, databases and storage, big data and analytics, security and compliance, Microsoft and SAP, and networking and access. Um, you can visit aws.amazon.com slash quickstart, and I get links in the show notes to pull all these down. You could also make suggestions for Quick Starts as well. So I know that um, Santiago and the team love to look at that particular list um to see what's what's coming up so uh i'm sure you've you've always got a few uh, good ideas on the go santiago would that be fair to say yeah so uh, definitely uh we welcome uh, like all feedback and and we actually encourage people to give us feedback uh, we want to continue creating very useful quick starts um if there are any any type of uh, environments that you would like to see any type of new reference architectures uh please let us know um we'll have some links and some uh, look up uh, links for you to reach us um, and, and, and email us or uh, send us a, a quick GitHub message, uh, whatever whatever is more, most convenient. Um, and it's also, we like to do a little bit of a call to action. So if, if uh, we have any listeners out there that are also uh, made AWS partners, um, and you, there are reference architectures that you would like to build, uh, please let us know as well. Uh, we're definitely looking to, to continue uh, growing the ecosystem of different uh, opportunities for customers to have a better and nicer and you know larger more uh, productive deployments. 
Yeah, it's a, gr- a great suggestion. It's true. It's like, um, yeah, I think your team does a great job working with partners to help them um, quick startify, if I can use that word, um, the deployment. So it's it's kind of like not coming from a, a zero standing start. You get all the expertise of um, of uh, partner solution architects who can help with the the design, the building, the optimization. So uh, it's a pretty good process we've got going there. Yeah, I have to say that it's very helpful even for us. We are using the quick start, let's say, methodology or, or components to, for, or, for other templates that we are using internally in Alfresco. So it's, it's very helpful for us. Wow, it's a great idea. So it's a reuse of reuse, which is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony, thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank, thanks for your time having me here. And Santiago, thank you for joining me again as well. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening. As ever, we love to get your feedback at podcast at amazon.com. Please share the podcast with others and give us feedback and a rating if you want on uh, iTunes and other platforms. And as always, until next time, keep on building.